Welcome to Political Beatdown, Ben Micellis and Michael Cohen. We have a lot to discuss. A busy day so far, huh? It was closing arguments in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case against Donald Trump. And despite Donald Trump not agreeing to follow the rules that all lawyers and parties have to follow if they want to give a closing argument after 11 weeks and 44 days of trial. We're at the closing argument stage, and Donald Trump said it would be unfair to have to follow the standard rules. Regardless, after his lawyers concluded their closing argument, one of his lawyers, Christopher Keiss, said Donald Trump would like to speak. The court said, will you agree to follow the rules of this court? Donald Trump ignored Judge Ngoron and just started spewing a bunch of nonsense, attacking the judge, attacking the attorney general, attacking the case. And then Donald Trump, after about, I don't know, five to seven minutes, just kind of tapered off and then kind of just stormed out of the courtroom after throwing this bizarre temper tantrum. I've been calling it, Michael Cohen, the Trump whining tour, how weak he looks just going state to state. He's like the Pied Piper of whining and playing victim. Look at me. I'm sorry. Pity me. It's so bad. Everything's unfair. So he brought that whining tour to the New York Attorney General civil fraud trial. And then he held this bizarre press conference at uh, 40 Wall Street where you had Alina Haba giving her rant and Donald Trump was just kind of like wobbling back and forth. Let me just play this clip and then I want to get your overall thoughts, Michael Cohen, of what went Oh, down. and you know, Ben, I have quite a few. <laughs> Here's Alina Haba. Let's play this clip. These are special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. They can't beat him in the polls. So she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now today, after 11 weeks, after three years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants and it is wrong. America needs to step up and there's only one person who can do that. My client, Donald Trump. President Trump, everybody. I, I mean, I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. She, in her infinite wisdom, with all of her parking lot experience, and all of her trial experience, she has determined, Alina Haba has determined, along with Chris Kies, another jerk off, right? I call him the legal beagle, right? Because he's sitting at Trump's lap, sitting there waiting for a treat to be thrown. And then you got the other guy, Cliff Robert, who just stands there, you know, just befuddled. You have the three of them have determined after 11 weeks and a multitude of witnesses, after all of the information has been provided that Donald Trump has done absolutely nothing wrong, despite the fact that the court has determined otherwise. And that her, that her client, I mean, that's all she's doing is she's playing to a party of one, you know, who's standing right behind her. 
that she's playing to a party of one that this case is politically motivated. Maybe it's not, Alina. Maybe the fact of the matter is that your client misrepresented his personal financial statement, received benefits from it. Oh, that's not Michael saying it. That's actually Judge Engoron, the guy who's going to be deciding the case. Yes. So let me explain to her, since I know she likes to watch the show. There's a judge, right? This case, since you screwed up and you didn't, uh, you know, check off the box, there was no jury. It's just a, it's called a bench trial, meaning that Judge Ngoron will make the ultimate decision across the board. Today was summation. And the way that you do summation is that you talk about the facts. You talk about what information you want the judge to know that you're looking at so that they could make, so that the judge can make a determination that is in line with what you are hoping for. And in this case, he's already determined liability. That happened 11 weeks ago. All that's going on now is called disgorgement. How much money that the state is going to take from Trump as a result of benefits that he received because of the inappropriate or inaccurate state, statement of financial condition. Plain and simple. By sitting there and talking about it being politically motivated, having Chris Kais throw my name around like you know it means something, it does not. The facts speak for themselves. The documentary evidence speaks for itself. And they are now at $370 million. But you know something that nobody talks about, Ben? That $370 million does not include New York State statutory interest, which is at 9% per year. All right? It's 9%, and then it gets compounded. Not only do you have the interest, but you also have penalties and fines. Now, one of the penalties we know is the termination of the license of the Trump Corporation to operate. That's also on the line here. But just doing the math, if in fact Tish James is successful in the 370 million, which they have shown where it comes from and how they got to that number, 9% of the $370 million is 33.33 million per year. Now, how many years are they going to go back? I'm not sure, Ben. Are they going back five years, six years, seven years? So six. I just six. So six comes out to $200 million. Do the math. It's not 370. It's as I had said, 570 without penalty. All right. And fines. As I said, this number was going to always be far, far greater than the 250 million baseline that Tish James had in the complaint. And for whatever the reason might be, Alina Haba can get up at 40 Wall Street. Donald can sit there, shake his head, trying to look all tough. Why he was whining, by the way, Ben, is because he rolled in. He rolled in to the courthouse like a rock star, like a Taylor Swift, which he is not. He rolled up there with 
15 vehicles, police escorts on our tax dollar, on the New York City residents on our tax dollar, paid for this bullshit, which is really what it is. He should not be rolling up like a rock star. Let the asshole take the fucking subway or a bus or, you know, have his driver drop him off. But the fact that you have to have 15 cars that are following, the fact that you had Boris Epstein standing there in the back along with five or six other lawyers, not one of them said anything. Great. You came in with an entourage and you left like a bunch of assholes. You've accomplished nothing. Instead of spending your time talking about reducing the 370 that she's at, instead, you want to attack the judge, attack the law clerk, you want to attack, you know, um, yeah, just the entire, the entire justice system. But here's something that people, again, are not talking about. And I'm going to be on CNN tonight um, at 11 o'clock, and I am going to talk about this. He's also attacking witnesses. And that is improper because witnesses like myself, we don't have the security that the district attorneys or the attorney generals have. We don't have the luxury of that. And so the fact that they don't create any sort of a, of a system or a deterrence to stop somebody like Donald from doing what he does consistently, he is once again proving that the law does not apply to him, plain and simple. Let's take a look at the closing argument before Donald Trump gave his statement. Alina Habo gave part of the closing, and this is what she said. This is her own words. Adam Klasfeld is there. Lisa Rubin is there. So this was all uh, dictated, what she said. One of the things Alina Habba said was, quote, we are all just human beings, and he, Donald Trump, just did his best. And all of the fraudulent valuations, uh, Alina Haba referred to that as, quote, human error. That's how she refers to that. Alina Haba argued that it doesn't make sense to hire heavyweight accounting firms like Mazers if you're going to perpetuate a fraud. Haba said, quote, they hire one of the largest accounting firms in the state of New York and then commit a fraud. Who does that? And Ron, lots of people who commit fraud and Mazers protected themselves by having their own disclaimer type language that they have, which is standard language. And we're relying on the information provided to us by the client, in this case, by the Trump organization. Well, Ben, um, ben this, didn't, wasn't there a time that Donald said that that was the um, what 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 was the clause that he claimed? There was specific language that he used to say that uh, that clause benefits him, even though he clearly didn't read it. And that clause is designed for the accounting firm. He's referring to the first two pages of the statement of financial condition. Yeah, he's saying that his disclaimer allows him. It's a get out of jail free clause. <laughs> For him, but but that's he the theme, right? Term for it, yeah. That, that, and I, I, but that's the theme for him, right? 
that he argues absolute presidential immunity. By the way, I'm going to show you in a moment from that same press conference after Donald Trump stormed out of the New York Attorney General civil fraud case where he gave that closing statement. He was asked a question by the press about, hey, your lawyers argued that uh, if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill your political enemy, that you believe you have absolute immunity. And what Donald Trump argues, that disclaimer clauses let him commit fraud. He's got absolute king-like immunity. He never took the oath to support the Constitution. So he argues the 14th Amendment, Section 3, doesn't apply to him. He argues in the Jack Smith case, if he said it, if he says things, then he's protected by the First Amendment. And therefore, you can't speak things that become right. crimes. But by, by the, the way, way ben, right by the here, way, Ben, some of our brigaders, thank you so much. Love you guys. Worthless clause. That's what he called it, which basically meant that the entire statement of financial condition should be deemed worthless, very much like his statements, but that it's worthless and that nobody should rely upon it and so on. So, Cohen, I'm, I'm a law professor. Brigade. I'm a law professor right now when I'm not doing these podcasts. I went to Georgetown Law. I've never heard of a worthless. I've heard of disclaimers. I've never heard of anything called a worthless clause that allows you to engage in fraud. <laughs> that simply isn't a real thing. So and what I'm are you going to do I now if one of your students turns around and puts that on the exam? Right, that you cannot hold him accountable based upon the worthless clause, which exists at the beginning of a statement of financial condition. You can't make this level of stupidity up. And by the way, here's also what Alina Haba argued in this closing argument she gave. This is what she says. She goes, explain to me, if you're trying to commit fraud, why you would put in writing to a real estate agent, excuse me, can you tell me how big the apartment is? In other words, if you were going to commit a fraud, why would you put it in writing? Why would you have separate sets of books? Why would you defraud people with writings? Because you're committing fraud and you're transmitting false data to people to defraud them. That is why you would do that. And that's what the evidence showed. And you take Alina Haba's closing argument like that and you compare it to the closing argument that was just given moments ago by the New York Attorney General lawyers who were fact-based. They went through all of the evidence. They said, here's what Donald Trump said. Here's what Eric Trump said. Here's what Jeff McConney said. And the judge at one point asked them, well, how would Jeff McConney know X, Y, and Z? And the New York Attorney General lawyers, you know, deadpan said, because he's not an idiot. That's how he yeah. knows that this was committed, because he's not an idiot, because we all know what was taking what was all what was taking place. But I, I want to go back to that press conference, Cohen, um, because you know, other things went down in that as well after Trump stormed out. Um, and there was a moment here where they where Trump was being asked these questions, like one of the questions he was asked, as I mentioned, after Alina Habba spoke and whatever the heck that was, he was asked, do you agree uh, what your lawyers argued that you cannot be prosecuted if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill your political opponent? And as Bradley Moss, a notable national intelligence lawyer, wrote, remember, 
The reason Trump's lawyer let themselves fall into that legal trap before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals in the D.C. criminal case is because Trump actually believes and wants SEAL Team 6 to kill his political operatives. That's why. Here's Trump saying it. Here he says it just moments ago. Play this clip. Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple, if a president of the United States does not have immunity, he'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted, perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by his by the opposing party. You should be accordion hands. You should be strongly prosecuted if you order SEAL Team 6 Wait, hold on. to kill your political Hold opponent. on. Can we take a timeout here, right? Personal foul, right? This is wrong. He should not just be prosecuted for even the belief that he has the right to engage SEAL Team 6, which is an advanced military team, the same group of talented um, Americans who took out Osama bin Laden. You're talking about enemies of the country. There's a big difference between enemies of the country and enemies of Donald J. Trump. You see, the enemies of the country are those people who are trying to, and unfortunately in Osama bin Laden's case, successfully hurt Americans, all right? The fact that Donald considers someone to be an enemy like myself doesn't mean that I'm an enemy of the country where SEAL Team 6 is going to be ordered to hunt me down or the president of MSNBC or people from the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or anybody else for that matter. In fact, it's exactly the reason why I brought that case of Michael Cohen versus United States of America, Donald Trump, Bill Barr et al. Because it's not just about SEAL Team 6 going ahead, coming to your house, shooting you or begging you, tagging you and shipping your ass off to Guantanamo Bay. It's also about having an unhinged president all right, who goes ahead and decides that he's going to remand a United States citizen to prison because that individual refuses to waive their First Amendment constitutional right and to put out a book, to put out a book that's critical of the president that he just doesn't want put out. That's called an authoritarian. That's called a dictator, a supreme leader. It doesn't have to necessarily end with death. What Donald Trump does is he keeps pushing the line further and further and further down to the point when, if God forbid he gets back into the office, people are going to say, yeah, but he told you this is what he's going to do. And all he's doing is he's living up to the promises that he said that he's going to do. This man is a clear and present danger to American democracy, plain and simple. So you see that video, Donald Trump saying yes. He has absolute presidential immunity if he were to order SEAL Team 6 to kill a political rival. On January 11th, 2024, 
That is the state of the United States of America. That is the leader of the Republican Party. The most dystopian nightmare I could have ever fathomed exists right now. We heard it with his words. This isn't me, Michael Cohen, the Midas Touch Network. Being so hyperbolic. Sorry, it's not that we just heard it with his words. I experienced it. I fucking went to prison for an additional 16 days of solitary confinement, 23 and a half hours a day, locked up by myself in a decrepit piece of shit cell with broken windows, with no real functioning toilet or water or anything like that. I mean, it was disgusting in, in, the, facility, in the facility. It was supposed to have been refurbished because it was destroyed when the guys from MDC were sent over there so that they can go ahead and check everybody's cells. I lived it. I'm not telling you that Donald Trump will be saying it. You have all these pundits on television. Well, you know, Donald Trump, let me be very fucking clear right now. What the, if don't, if you want to know who Donald Trump is, listen to him. He's done it before and he will do it again. The only difference is he's going to do it to not just Michael Cohen. He's going to do it to a thousand other people and he'll have the capability to do it, Ben, simply because he's going to have these people sign loyalty pledges that they will not question his ultimate authority to do what he wants. This is danger. Okay, so he's saying that he would send SEAL Team 6 to kill a political opponent. He believes he'd have absolute presidential immunity. He's submitting a brief under the 14th Amendment, Section 3 disqualification case, where he says that he never took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. This is his own words right here. If we can pull up the brief, Salty, just so that it's Donald Trump's brief. This isn't anyone else. This is Donald Trump's argument. He says that Donald Trump, did not take an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. And he just went on something called Lindell TV, the kind of wannabe fascist pizza, not pizza guy, the, the, the pillow guy. The, the my pillow guy. The, 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 my, the my pillow guy. Um, and here's what Donald Trump had to say about the uh, economy right now. Donald Trump rooting for the economy to crash right now. Play this clip. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months, because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. I hope the economy crashes yeah. in the next yeah. 12 months. And then, by the way, as part of that press conference we were showing you before, what else is he doing? Tormenting a woman who he has already been adjudicated hmm. to have raped. E. Jean Carroll. That's how Donald Trump is spending his time right now. E. Jean Carroll prevailed in the federal defamation and sexual assault civil trial that took place in May. She was awarded $5 million in a judgment there. The next defamation case is scheduled in just a few days, five days. That's just on the issue of damages. Donald Trump has already been determined, found liable for rape by a federal jury and confirmed by the judge. And today, Donald Trump is also spending his time tormenting the victim of his rape. Play this clip. Yeah, well, that's another one that's uh, sponsored by Reed Hoffman and some Democrat operatives. I never saw this woman in my life other than they have a picture with her and her husband 
uh, John Johnson, a nice guy who was a newscaster many years ago. I remember him, and she said horrible things about him uh, since. I mean, horrible, horrible things, called him bad names. Uh, I have no idea who this woman is. I have absolutely no idea. The whole thing is ridiculous that this is even a case. This should never have happened. But again, this is sponsored by the Democrats. It's another case, all sponsored by — it's a demeaning kind of a thing, and that's what they want to do. It's called election interference. And, yeah, I'm going to go to it, and I'm going to explain. I don't know who the hell she is. I have no idea. They called me up years ago, and they said, do you know about this woman 25 or 30 years ago? She doesn't even know the date, the time, the month, the season. She has no idea. And if you read and if, if you watch, take a look at the Anderson Cooper interview of her. And if you take a look at that, Trump is so innocent. But we have been given a very unfair trial there, too. I don't get very fair trials in New York. That's what yeah, he's so spending what, his time doing. Yeah. So I also want to turn around and say that the full of shit Donald Von Schitz and Pants actually did take a pledge to uphold the Constitution. When that piece of shit put his hand on a Bible, he turned around and the oath, the inauguration pledge, says, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will do my best of my ability to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That, to me, is a pledge. It is an oath to protect, preserve, and defend the Constitution. So he doesn't even know what he's talking about. You see, Donald will say whatever it is that he needs to say because he thinks that that's going to benefit him for the moment. It's why he makes the absolute worst witness on a stand because he doesn't remember what he said five minutes earlier. He will change his statement based upon the crowd that he's in front of. He will change his statement whether he's at a deposition or he's at a trial. That's just who he is. He's always playing to the crowd. He thinks he's in front of the camera on the set of The Apprentice. The difference, though, is everything that's happening right now it counts. It counts towards our democracy. It counts towards the preservation of the Constitution. And it's why every single episode, I keep begging you, brigaders, make sure you're fully registered to vote and make sure that everybody you know is registered to vote. And more importantly than just being registered to vote, make sure you do vote and you take somebody with you because we need to make this into a blue tsunami. Otherwise, this is what you're going to get. Fucking Captain Chaos. Donald Von shits and pants every fucking day. Every day we're going to wake up to the chaos, to the, to, to the tumult that we're going to experience. It's enough to drive everyone crazy. It's why they turn around and they say that the depression rate in this country is sky high. One of the tactics, though, that authoritarians utilize and this is where the American experience was so different from these authoritarian regimes. Authoritarians make the people they rule over feel like crap so that people will accept the same way Donald Trump does this after his rallies where he eats pizza and then tells people who wants to eat the pizza from my mouth that the people will 
allow the dictators to abuse them and treat them like crap and throw breadcrumbs at them. And we've seen Donald Trump do that, throw breadcrumbs, throw towels, throw toilet paper at people and make people feel that that's all that they deserve when that is not what they deserve at all. They deserve to be treated with dignity. They deserve to be treated and have high paying jobs and, and to have access to health care and to have social security, all of the things that Donald Trump and these MAGA Republicans want to take away. Because then if you inject a propaganda machine in there that tells people, you know, who's really doing this to you, it's those communists, it's those Marxists, it's those Democrats who are actually trying to fight for fair wages and protect unions and actually bringing the jobs with infrastructure and getting inflation under control after Donald Trump added $8 trillion of debt. That is how you manipulate in mass a population, and that is part of what we're seeing, and that's why it's so important to push back on that. And part of pushing back on that is to also, we just have to play the words. We just have to share with you. Here's what Donald Trump said today. Here's what Donald Trump's lawyers wrote today. Here's what Donald Trump said. And here's another one. Here's what Donald Trump said last night, where Donald Trump admits to a violation of the emolument clause in the Constitution and basically brags about getting $8 million from China while he was in office. Play this clip. And if I have a hotel and somebody comes in from China, that's a small amount of money. And it sounds like a lot of money. That's a small. But I was doing services for that. People were staying in these massive hotels, these beautiful hotels, because I have the best hotels. I have the best clubs. I have the best clubs. I have, the, I have great stuff. And they stay there and they pay. I don't get $8 million for doing nothing. I don't get $8 million for doing nothing. At that point in time, you were disgracing the Oval Office. One other clip, though, Cohen, because I want to play you things in Donald Trump's own words as well. And there's recordings of Donald Trump saying, and I, I could show you, I could spend whole episodes on this, saying some of the most depraved things about things that he's done. And this was from Donald Trump back in 2005, not all that long ago, when he went on Howard Stern and he boasted about how he would buy these beauty pageants so he can go in and inspect the teenage girls and walk in on teenage girls naked. And he's on Howard Stern bragging about it and talking about it. This is who he is. Play this clip. Well, you could also say as the owner of the pageant, it's your obligation to do that. So so you have done that. Now, tell well, me I'll what tell you the funniest is that I'll go backstage before a show. Yes. And everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else. And, you know, no men are anywhere. And I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant and therefore I'm inspecting it. You know, I'm inspecting. Right, I want right. to make sure that like everything is good. You're, you're there. Yeah, the dress is, is everyone okay? You know, they're <laughs> standing there with no clothes. Is everybody okay? And you see these incredible looking women. And so I sort of get away with things like talking about 14 and 15 year old girls right there. And this is in his own words. This is what Trump is saying. And by the way, a little bit later in the show, I'm going to share and you're going to share what went down at this congressional committee hearing yesterday, where you had people like Congress member Jared Moskowitz, when the MAGA Republicans tried to go after Hunter Biden and put up these like nudes of Hunter Biden, which has nothing to do with anything, just to like shame Hunter Biden, who, by the way, showed up willing, ready to testify. I'm here. Let's go. The MAGA Republicans were too scared. Again, even though they previously said he could testify publicly, you had Congress member Moskowitz gloves off, beatdown style, saying, here are the photos 
of Donald Trump hanging out with Epstein. Here's Donald Trump saying Epstein, terrific guy, likes to hang out with girls on the younger side. Direct quote from Donald Trump. This is in his own words. And what I think is so critical, and I want to hear from you, Michael Cohen, though, is that right now we're like the number two or three show of all of YouTube internationally right now. Number one in politics right now live. There's that 16, 17,000 people watching this live right now. So if all 17,000 of you commit to sharing this data, getting this information out, and by the time these episodes are done, they have hundreds of thousands to millions of views. If everybody who watches and listens to this gets this information out, this platform, this community will be the difference maker. But it is important on all of us to get this info out, to make sure the pro-democracy community is all registered to vote. But we need to get out the facts. That's what's so urgent right now. Cohen, I just showed you a lot of clips. You did. And unfortunately, who hasn't already seen or heard that Howard Stern um, segment? It is disgusting. You know, uh, do you not recall when, you know, in, the, in my book, Disloyal or even as played um, earlier, my he went, you know, he was hitting on my daughter when she was coming off of the tennis court, not knowing that it was my daughter. He doesn't care. Don't How old was she then, Cohen? She was 15 at the time. Um, you know, and uh, it's it's just, it's disgusting, right? And look, I was on the board of Miss Universe pageant, and I can tell you that the handful of times that we went back whether it was Miss Universe or Miss, T Miss USA, um, they're generally older than 15, by the way. It's, that's the Miss Teen USA, uh, where they're a little bit younger. But I never saw anybody naked. I never wanted to go back and see anybody naked. I don't understand what's the, you know, what's the excitement uh, with, with doing that, to catch somebody with their pants off. I, it's him, all right? This is the guy who so many people right now are backing. And you got to say to yourself, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with these Americans that they're willing to sacrifice what they know, right, to be right from wrong? I mean, you don't want to walk in on a 15-year-old girl. You don't want to walk in on a 20-year-old woman. You just don't want to do that. Why? Because there's no benefit. If that's if that, you get your jollies off that. There's magazines you could buy. You fucking cheapskate. Or go, you know, go into one of these social platforms. What do they call? What's that's that um uh, that new one that's out there that everybody uh, uh, OnlyFans. You want spend two dollars and go onto an OnlyFans if you want to see someone take their clothes off. Instead, you got to go ahead and humiliate somebody that's actually making you money in the pageant. I mean, it is so it's so fucking disgraceful. Just the fact that he could say it and joke. Look, I get Howard Stern. To me, Howard Stern is a genius. He gets people like Donald to say these sort of things and he explodes. He explodes on, uh, you know, whether it was uh, the radio show, in the media, he's just a freaking genius. But Donald is an idiot for playing along with it because one, you know, I've heard that story before. Um, I don't know whether it's true or not, but he says it because 
I don't know why he thinks it makes him better or or whatever's in his whacked out mind. I just don't get it. I'll never fully understand him, but it's just who he is. And the fact that there's still so many people that are supporting him, they should all be embarrassed and they should be dis- they should they should feel the disgrace. You know, Chris Christie suspended his campaign for the Republican nomination. He was getting about 13 to 12 percent of that vote in New Hampshire, which conventional wisdom would say Nikki Haley is going to pick that up. I think that I'm not a Nikki Haley fan by any means, although at the debate last night, I thought that uh, she had a few good lines going after Donald Trump specifically on racking up $8 trillion in debt, as well as Donald Trump not accepting that he was the loser of the 2020 election. Those were two moments that even though I disagree with Nikki Haley passionately on a lot of issues, I'll leave it at that that there were moments there where she was obviously trying to appeal to some centrists in New Hampshire. And by the way, she's surging in New Hampshire. I think she beats Donald Trump in New Hampshire. And I don't think that Donald Trump totally runs away with Iowa. DeSantis has just been such a bad candidate that uh, if he was a little better of a candidate, I think he could have made it closer in Iowa. But we will see there. I also want to go over and start to show some of these clips of what went down at this congressional hearing where MAGA Republicans were trying to do this PR stunt to hold Hunter Hunter Biden in contempt. Um, But then the Democrats going on the offense, finally, there are like great messengers in there. I want to talk about all of that. And I just want to remind everybody with this huge audience that we have right now watching this live about our Patreon. We don't have outside investors at the Midas Touch Network or on Political Beatdown, so we build this network through our pro-democracy sponsors, and we build it through our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, we do exclusive podcasts there that you can only get at patreon.com slash political beatdown. You could also directly message Michael Cohen, and he does his best to respond to as many as he can. And then we also have an exclusive once a month meetup on our Patreon as well for our members there. And if you can't join that, no worries. Just share these videos is the best thing that you can do. Make sure you're registered to vote if you're a United States citizen is the best thing that you can do. But otherwise, share these videos and make sure it gets out to as many people as possible. We're not done with this show yet. We got a lot more to discuss on Political Beatdown. I want to show you some of these clips as the Democrats took over this MAGA Republican PR stunt with some excellent messaging. And I don't know about you, Colin, but I am feeling momentum already in 2024 Mm -hmm. for the pro-democracy community. Let's take a quick break. impacts on your sleep quality. If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night. 
night long, so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. We're live. Political Beatdown, Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. How about that congressional hearing yesterday, MAGA Republicans thought it was going to be their PR stunt oh, the yeah. moment they referred Hunter Biden for contempt, even though Hunter Biden's agreed to testify publicly, no limitations under oath. The only stipulation is let's just do it in public so the world can see and you can't like manipulate my words or fabricate evidence. Let's let the world see this. Zero yeah. limitations. So, and then ben, the MAGA Republicans rejected that. They want a secret deposition. Yeah. So they were going to hold them in contempt for not agreeing to the secret deposition. Then Hunter Biden shows up while they're trying to hold him in contempt while he is there saying, I'm ready to go. It's like the first time we've ever seen a dynamic he, like that. He was definitely right to do what he did. As somebody who has testified, seven times before different congressional committees, seven, six of them behind closed doors in what's called the skiff, and one time in public, which you all probably saw, I mean, 100 million people tuned in when I testified before the House Oversight Committee, before God rest his soul, the Congressman Elijah Cummings, a wonderful man, I can only tell you that Hunter Biden is spot on. Hunter Biden knows that the second that we take a break, these fucking assholes, there's no other way to describe them. I'm sorry. Some people get angry like they always have to, you know, use foul language. Yes, yes, because they are what they are. These fucking assholes, these fucking Republicans, they jump right out, they grab their cell phones, and they start texting or calling their contact at the various different news outlets, whether it's, you know, a 
far right leaning paper, whether it's to the Times, the Post, the Hill, it makes no difference to whoever their relationship is. And they spin the fucking story the way that they want to spin it. And then you end up having to spend days upon days upon days in order to get the true story out. And it's not fair to the witness because so many times the Republicans are saying misinformation, disinformation, malinformation simply in order to get a headline or to figure out how to create a narrative that doesn't exist. It is fundamentally wrong. And that's why Hunter Biden is spot on to say, I'm not going to let you bunch of bastards do this to me. Look at what they did already. I mean, Ben, you alluded to it. They posted dick pics of Hunter Biden in Congress, in the people's house. They posted dick pics of the president's son while he was high on drugs, I mean, for God's sakes, is this what we have become as the United States of America? I mean, I used to laugh when I would watch Parliament and they would shit on each other, but they do it in the most respectful of ways. Here, you have Marjorie fucking toilet green, Marjorie dirty toilet green, right? Sitting there and spending our taxpayer dollars to put up a 36 by 24 sign of Hunter Biden nude with a crack pipe or something in his mouth. What? Could you imagine our tax dollars are going for that? And it's acceptable behavior? And somebody like a Comer, who happens to be the majority leader, doesn't turn around and say anything and allows her to say the things you have no balls what kind of language, what, what are we showing, Ben, the rest of the world that America has become? It's like a fucking joke. Well, you have Nancy Mace, MAGA Republican, who looks at Hunter and says, you have no balls. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene proceeds to show a photo of Hunter Biden's balls. Like well, clearly that, that, they know he has them, right? I mean, that, you know, they posted what, the pictures. That, that's what the MAGA Republican Party has become. And can you imagine? And by the way, for a ticket to a Broadway show, you know, Lauren Bolbert will play with them. Could you imagine for a moment, Michael Cohen, <laughs> if this happened? No. If this happened in any other setting other than the Republican Party, if this was at a small business, a medium-sized business, a large corporation, a nonprofit, your fantasy football team, some other social gathering, a restaurant, and someone behaved this way. If they behaved this way, they would be fired, removed. There'd probably be a restraining order against them. But this is the state of the MAGA Republican Party. Only in the Republican Party in the United States of America is the incentive structure as well that this conduct is what is encouraged. This is how they get their podcasts and they get on Fox by behaving like absolute maniacs. And it's for us, the pro-democracy community, to say, no, this is not normal. And if old media, whatever you want to call it, legacy media, normalizes that behavior while right-wing media promotes it, it's up to all of us to take the power back, which is what we are doing. 
what this community is doing. And we're the ones standing up and saying, no, that is not okay. And don't gaslight me with things like this. First, let me show you Marjorie Taylor Greene, what she did. Second, let me show you Nancy Mace, what she did. And then I'm going to show you what Jared Moskowitz, Democrat, did in response. First, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Play the clip. And it's marked Mr. out. Chairman, point of parliamentary out, point, showing point proof of, parliamentary uh, inquiry, Mr. Proof of uh, Man okay. Act violations. Uh, um, Democrats should, should they, not be they, okay. offended by pictures uh, Chairman, that black out. Have things. I been recognized? They should be Objection. offended by human trafficking. Mr. Chairman, state your point. Thank you kindly, Mr. Chairman. On July 26, I sent you a letter about the last time this happened when the gentlelady uh, introduced uh, before this committee without any notice to uh, anyone uh, nude photos, pornographic uh, images that were completely. There you have that. Next, let me show you MAGA Republican Nancy Mace. Play this clip. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and- M Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the lady recognized if, if the general if the general lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from I'm Hunter speaking. Biden. What are, are you afraid of? To speak? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Did you keep interrupting me? I, I'll interrupt the you chairman. Keep I don't know that he's a lady. I think but, that uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law on, come on. and the premise come that on. the law applies equally to you know ben there you, have you know what you know what jared moskowitz should have said if the gentlelady from south carolina wants to check mr biden's balls i'm certain that you can go back into the green room and validate that he does have balls and relatively big ones too the fact that he's here you know i mean just think about the nastiness that's there. You know who also was fantastic? Besides for Jamie Raskin, who's always spot on. But there was a congresswoman, I think she was from Dallas. Um, Jasmine Crockett. Jasmine Crockett. You know, God bless her. You know, I, I tell you, you know, she was spot on. She was, I mean, she, her delivery was incredible as well. Because I think she's feeling the same thing that we are all feeling, and that is exhaustion. It is, I mean, we are all suffering from exhaustion, from Trump exhaustion. That's what he does. He sucks the oxygen out of every single room. It's almost like you can't breathe because of the level of stupidity that he brings to the table. You sit there and it's like you want to pull your hair out of your head and you want to say, you want to just like slap somebody, slap a Republican and say, wake up. What are you doing? Right? I don't care if you like Nikki Haley. Knock yourself out. I don't care if you even like Ron the fucking snot nose. I don't care. I don't care if you decide to write in Chris Christie, right? But how can you possibly, how could you possibly support somebody 
who has created chaos every single day for the last five years that we wake up. Can you imagine what our lives would be like tomorrow if Donald Trump didn't wake up and cause us the chaos that he did? And I just think this is a perfect time to provide to our gentle congresswoman from South Carolina, Miss Mace, the two-finger salute. Fuck you, you stupid fucking asshole. Fuck you, all right, to sit there and to once again try to embarrass a man who is working his ass off in order to stay clean, to do good for his family, and you're doing this and you want to destroy this guy for what? So that you can get to his father? Seriously? Fuck you. And Democratic Congress member Jamie Raskin, to to your point, Michael Cohen, looked at his Republican colleagues and said, like, y'all realize that you're just fell for a comment. You realize he's not even a Republican. What? This was a brilliant moment here. Play, play this clip. <laughs> and it was a it was a great business grift for a guy who went bankrupt several times. And yet, out of some misguided partisan loyalty, you're going to stick with him. I don't even know why you stick with him. He was a Democrat longer than he was a Republican. He wanted to run for president on the Reform Party. You guys have been taken over by an absolute con man. And now you're acting like members of a religious cult who don't even remember how you got in in the first place. Then you have Democratic Congress member Moskowitz turning the tables. Another, on just, uh, just another class act. And so, again, because the, the gentle lady from from the gentle lady from Georgia, uh, I know is such an advocate for women's rights, as she mentioned, uh, and is so concerned uh, uh, about grooming. And apparently, we we don't have any standards here anymore. Again, I, I just want to remind remind my colleagues because you know I, I don't want them to forget about hypocrisy okay I, I don't want them to forget about hypocrisy but you know Donald Trump was asked about Jeffrey Epstein and when he was asked he said you know Jeffrey likes him young well, how did the president know that how did he know that Jeffrey Epstein likes him young perhaps some people are saying he was there since you're so concerned Right. But again, again, I, I bring this up not not to make jest. I bring it Point up. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I bring it up. Uh, yeah. I thought we weren't going to interrupt. Uh, uh, we're going to stop the clock. We did this with Ms. Okay. Green. Take your point. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just curious about the impugning of the former president's character that we. we I don't we, have to do that. He does that himself. Have we have we. Uh, basically throwing that rule out. I'm just curious, uh, or are we going to follow that Would rule? you accept a pornographic photo? Of Bill Clinton? Yeah, we suspended the rule to the current president, but we didn't suspend it to the, for, to the former president. But. Oh, by the way, please, so you're making the point that we can right, disparage right. Joe Biden, but not Donald Trump. Please make that point to the American people. Mm -hmm. Please. And I, Bill Clinton's not running for office. I... I that's my point. By the way, here's Donald Trump's direct statement. In 2002, this is what Donald Trump told the New York Magazine. Quote, I've known Jeffrey Epstein for 15 years. A terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. 
and many of them are on the younger side. That's not impugning Donald Trump's character. That is Donald Trump's character. That is who he is. I want to show you this final clip of Democratic Congress member Moskowitz right here, who goes to his Republican colleagues and says, why don't we hear from Hunter Biden now? He is here right now. Why don't we raise our hands if we want to hear from him right now? Watch what goes down. And the chairman gave the witness that option. Then the only folks that are afraid to hear from the witness with the American people watching are my friends on the other side of the aisle. I don't know if there's a proper motion, Mr. Chairman, but I'll make a motion. Let's vote. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear from Hunter right now, today? Anyone? Come on. Who wants to hear from Hunter? Motion's out of yeah. No one. So I'm a visual learner, and the visual is clear. Nobody over there wants to hear from the witness. Oh, there's one. Thank you. Will you yield for a question? I'm not there yet, but I will eventually. Uh, so there's no one, well, other than one or two, that want to hear from the witness. So the majority of my colleagues over there, including the chairman, don't want to hear from the witness with the American people watching. So, Mr. Chairman, are, I, I just want to hear from you. Will you acknowledge that you invited the witness on television to choose whether he could come to a public hearing? And do you stand by your words, or do you renege that invitation to the witness? To answer the question I've said repeatedly, the, after the deposition, Mr. Biden can come in front of a public hearing. Mr. Chairman, I don't want to play the video, but that is not what you said on television multiple times. Uh, we have the quotes. We can put them up. You said the witness can choose between a deposition Listen, or... Mr. Moskowitz, Mr. Biden doesn't make the rules. We make the no, rules. That, no, uh, Mr. Chairman, you make the rules. And the rule you made is that he can choose. I, that, those, the rule is... Those were your, those were your words. Reclaiming we, my he time. Was Brilliant. Cohen, your reaction. Beyond, beyond brilliant. And you know what? How frustrating. How frustrating is it that they want to hide the truth, that the lack of transparency by the Republican Party to the American people is astounding? And again, it's why I constantly say, let's just vote these bastards out. The funniest thing is that Gomer Comer, literally after he got ass smacked by Raskin, by Moskowitz, by by Crockett, by a whole bunch of the Democrats. I mean, think about his responses. Oh, well, he don't make the rules. Yeah, that's true. You're the one that made the offer, and he took you up on your offer. It just wasn't the offer that you wanted him to take after you realized that the entire country was going to watch this and see that this witch hunt that you're going after Joe Biden on, this bullshit lie about the weaponization of the Justice Department, all right, that's the Trump lie, is what it is. It's another big lie by Donald von Schitzenpants. End of story. So instead, he goes on Fox. He goes on the Newsmaxes. And then all of a sudden, the guy's got the balls. Well, you know, we're not going to let Hunter Biden decide. First of all, Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government, not like Ivanka and Jared and so many others, the president of the United States. Instead, this is a citizen. He's a civilian that is being asked to come in. 
the offer as pursuant to what Moskowitz is saying and based upon Comer's own words, you could either come in for a deposition in the skiff or it, you could make a public hearing. And he chose public. No, no, no. That's not what we're going to allow. So you know what? Afterwards, when he jumps on television, he starts to flex his muscles and to stick his chest out. We're not going to let, you know, Hunter Biden and the damn Democrats, you know, tell us how to run our committee. Yeah, it's your committee for maybe another 11 months. And then watch what happens. All right. This is where we need each and every one of you to ensure. And we say this so often and we mean it. We need to beat the living shit out of the GOP. All right. And I'm not talking about in physics. I'm talking about at the polls. We need to ensure that this is the biggest and the worst beating, the beatdown. All right. That takes place at the polls where Republicans, by a vast majority, lose their seats. That's what we need. We need to take back the, the House of Representatives to keep the Senate as well as to keep uh, the White House. Now, me personally, I hate I really do. I hate it when one party has all three because I think it's it becomes unfair. Um, even though when Trump had it, nothing was accomplished. All right. So, yeah, look, it is what it is. We need to do this to ensure our democracy continues on, to ensure America as we know it continues. And again, as Ben likes to constantly say, and I'm going to reiterate it, it's this community. That's going to ensure that the election goes the way that we want. So get ready, all right? As the Oath Keeper said, stand back, stand down, right? And we are going to, as a group, we are going to just, we're just going to take over and we're going to ensure a massive Democratic victory in November. Well said, Michael Cohen want to thank everybody for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. Make sure you all are subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. We are on our way to 2 million subscribers. Help us get there and you can share this channel, share this show with family members, friends, colleagues, neighbors, coworkers, just people you know and you see and you're talking with when you're out and about. That's a huge way to help this platform grow. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown on the audio podcast as well. That really helps with our audio algorithm. It helps us appear in the top of all podcasts. So if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's super simple. Just use whatever podcast device you use. Search Political Beatdown and subscribe to Political Beatdown. Also, subscribe to Mea Culpa the yes. blue mea culpa, mea which culpa. is Michael Cohen's other podcast here on the Midas Touch Network. That one involves Michael Cohen taking the lead as the interviewer, where he has lots of great guests. Not me, but other great guests on that one. <laughs> mea culpa is one of my favorite podcasts out there. Make sure you click the blue one, not the red one. The new episodes are on the blue one. So subscribe to Maya Culpa there. And if you are able to, and again, no pressure if you can't, because we don't have outside investors, we try to come up with fun and interesting and unique ways 
to try to support the show financially, support the network financially. And you can see a lot of the great work we do at the network and how we are expanding. And you see a lot of these new media companies come in there and they have all these outside investors and they take on all of this debt and then they run this these their companies into bankruptcy like Trump right away. And that's not how we operate here. This is the community is going to build this thing together. So if you're able to, it's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Michael Cohen and I are about to do the after show. It usually takes about 30 minutes to an hour, maybe sometimes longer for the after show to post. So don't worry if you don't see today's. Then there's a whole library of after show content there as well that we've been doing since we launched our Patreon about four to six months ago uh, at this point. And it's a very thriving community there. So check it out, patreon.com slash political beatdown. And finally, we just want to thank you, the Beatdown Brigaders, for watching, for supporting the show, for supporting our democracy. We know the hard work you do behind the scenes each and every day to protect, defend, and preserve our democracy. And you are the heroes in this story to save our democracy and this community that Cohen and I are a part of. It's great that we get to host the shows and help rally the community, but this is about you. This is about the beatdown community. It's about the Midas Mighty community. And we're going to keep on expanding and growing this together in 2024. And for that, we thank you. We need your help to expand it and to tell people about it. But thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>